This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, I'm Renee Colvert. And I'm Alexis Preston. And this is An Animal Saved My Life, a podcast about the incredible animals who change our lives forever. Alexis, I am pretty stoked about today's episode. So I do have a story about a penguin. You know what penguins are? Hmm. Great dancers. Learned that from Mary Poppins. And I learned that from Happy Feet. See? It's documented. Penguins. Great (laughs) dancers. Okay. Well, except that this penguin is not actually a penguin. I feel betrayed. I feel disappointed, frankly, but also intrigued. Keep going. (laughs) Okay. Don't worry. We'll talk more about the penguin thing later. First, I'm going to take you to a beachside town outside of Sydney, Australia, where this wonderful surfer couple lives. Their names are Sam and Cam Bloom and their childhood sweethearts. Sam and Cam. That's real sweet. They have three sons and they live in this beautiful home on top of a hill overlooking the ocean. Okay, so life goals. Yeah. I mean, they have this great active lifestyle. They kayak, they surf. They're really connected to the outdoors. But they almost lost all of that. Here's Sam. Hi, my name's Sam Bloom and I'm married to Cam, who's next to me. Hi, I'm Cameron Bloom. I'm a photographer. I live with Sam and our three boys in Newport. And I've grown up almost of my life on the beach. Yeah, so I've also grown up on the northern beaches in Sydney. So I've spent most of my life swimming and surfing and, yeah, having fun. Cam and I have always loved travelling. And so when we had our three boys, we wanted to take them traveling and show them all the places that we loved. So we chose Thailand because it's close, close to Australia. You know, the people are lovely, food's great. And that was, that was the beginning of a pretty strange journey. Do you want us to tell about the accident? Well, I, um... In 2013, Sam and Cam went to Thailand with their three boys, Ruben, Noah, and Ollie. They flew to the Andaman coast, and then they made their way north. It was their version of paradise. And so we, we found this really beautiful hotel halfway between, between Phuket and Bangkok. And it was our second day. And we went for a swim, and I, I remember thinking, wow, life doesn't get much better than this. I, it's such a vivid memory, just standing on the beach. You know, the boys were swimming in the, in the sea, and... Sam was standing there with a, you know, a towel around her and having just got out from a swim. And it was, it was really beautiful. Palm trees on the beach and, and so we just walked over um, to, back to the hotel to get a juice from the bar. And um, one of the boys had spotted a spiral staircase leading up to um, the rooftop terrace. And so we all took our juice uh, up, to, up to the top and took some photos and had a look around. And, um, and that's when Sam leaned against the railing. And Sam has no memory of any of that, <laughs> do you? That is the last thing I remember is 
thinking how what a great holiday we we're having. <laughs> I fell down about what, 18, is it 18 feet? Like six meters onto like concrete tiles. I uh, raced over to the edge, looked down, and um, you know, Sam was just lying on, on the ground and we all, you know, dropped our juices and just bolted down the stairs and uh, yeah, it was horrific. I just assumed Sam was going to die, basically. At that time, like being in Thailand, we, we, we were still hopeful that uh, Sam's injury was going to be recoverable. Like the Thai people are so lovely, so none of them said I would never walk again. He just kept saying, oh, it's spinal shock, it'll settle down in like six weeks or so. So I thought, okay, I can handle that, you know. I could, I could stay in the hospital for a little bit and then I'll go home and be normal again. So we were hopeful until we got home. <laughs> and then, that, then that's when, you know. The Australian doctors were, were far more... Blunt. Yeah. They took me down and I had an MRI so they could see the damage. And that's when the doctor came up. And I asked him, I said, will I ever walk again? He just so bluntly said, no. No, you'll never walk again. I just, I know, I just burst into tears. And I remember saying it came a few times, I wish I'd died. And I still say it, don't I? The real me died. The real me died that day. And then like a shell kind of came back, like this grumpy kind of old person came back. So yeah. Yeah. Can't say if I've ever accepted it, and I don't think I ever will, but you know. When Sam and Cam got home, they struggled to accept the new normal. Before the accident, Sam was a very active person. She surfed and swam as much as possible. She worked out at the gym, went running, played soccer, and even skateboarded. She loved to cook, and she loved being a mother to three active boys. But now, it seemed like everyone was taking care of her, even her kids. And it was like the roles of, like, you know, a mom and the child had totally reversed. And then you feel guilty because you feel like you're a bad mom because they're looking after you and not the other way around. I'd been home for about three months. And yeah, I wasn't the happiest person to be around. It was pretty much at Sam's worst, like about three months after she got home. No, probably the day I got home. <laughs> yeah, so I was so miserable. Sam's spinal injury was right in line with her heart. So most parts of her body below that point were paralyzed, like her core. It forced her into a wheelchair, which left her unable to do most of the things she loved. She suffered from phantom pains and agonizing muscle spasms. Sam felt stuck on the sidelines of her own life and was slowly filling with rage. The accident had created an emotional void between Sam and the rest of her family. Three months into her new reality, she went to her mom's for lunch. Her middle son Noah came along. And my mom lives at the next beach up from us. And it was a super windy day and there's a, there was a magpie nest up in this massive big um, a Norfolk pine tree. So it's a very big tree. Noah is outside hanging out near this massive pine tree that was just blowing and blowing in the wind. And he looked down and saw a tiny bird in the grass. It was a baby magpie. And we couldn't pull her back up and she couldn't fly. Like she was so little. And so we thought if we left her, she would die. So we picked her up and we brought her home. 
So when we got home, the boys just found like an old basket, like a laundry basket kind of thing. And we know we put towels in the bottom and made her nice and warm and comfortable. And yeah, we looked after her. And then Cam came home and started taking photos of her, as Cam does. <laughs> and so when I came home, there was a real buzz in the house and, and it, was, it was really cool because uh, everyone was smiling, you know. Was, yeah, yeah. We were, it was it was like she brought some excitement and happiness. Yeah, you know, into you, our house, it was like a puppy. Yeah, and she was so, um, you know, vulnerable, but she was just so adorable. Now, the Blooms had never taken care of a wild animal before. Certainly not a baby magpie, but it just felt right at the time. Yeah, because I mean, my confidence level like was just zero at the time. You know, I felt useless. Um, yeah, I felt like a bad. Terrible mom, terrible wife, you know, friend, everything. I mean, she was so adorable. She was so cute. And it sort of um, gave me something to do. Um, it maybe is obvious, but why the name Penguin? <laughs> well, we kind of thought she looked like a baby penguin. Sounds strange. I think it was because she had like ginormous feet and she was all gray and fluffy. And yeah, no, her little beak. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, she just looked like a penguin. Life with Penguin continues after the beak. Break after the break. When Penguin the magpie came home to live with the Blooms, they didn't really know what they were getting into. Some people thought the Blooms were a little cuckoo to take on rehabbing a wild baby bird, especially in the midst of Sam's own recovery. Baby birds are a ton of work. You know, one of my good friends is a vet, and he pretty well said to me, you know, mm. you're really stupid for taking this on. You know, you've got, <laughs> you've got enough to deal with at home, and why don't you just, you know, care for Sam? I said, no, no, we'll be cool. Like, <laughs> let's, let's do this. The Blooms wanted Penguin to grow strong, and in Australia, they have a special recipe. It's kind of disgusting. We'd boil an egg. Um, we would put um, uh, um, cheese. cheese in it, yeah. some parsley. A little bit of greens. <laughs> um, oh, and, and this, um, it was a part of it, it's like crushed up insects. Yeah. So we added that to the mix. It was delicious. Yeah. She loved it. <laughs> <laughs> that was how our whole plan is to, you know, rehabilitate her and, and keep her as a, a free bird, not as a pet. We always saw Penguin as a... A wild bird. Yeah, and we wanted her to return to the wild. Still, the Blooms loved having Penguin around, and Penguin was a constant companion for Sam. She would help Sam with her paintings, or just perch on her shoulder and keep her company. She even took her first clumsy flight in their living room, flapping around until she landed on a computer monitor. But eventually, it was time for her to grow up. You know, she pooed in the house so much, and we all, all, I was always cleaning it up. Oh, come on, we all cleaned it up. Oh, <laughs> that's not true. Um, we just decided that it would be best if she slept outside. So we would put her to bed in a big frangipani tree that we have just right near the house. You would take her on your arm and you'd put her up in the tree, and then she would just go, nah, I'm not spending it the night out here. And she would fly back and land on your shoulder saying, no, 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 come on, Penguin, you're going back to the tree. And eventually that became her, I guess, a bit like her home um, and a, a secure place for her. The Blooms half expected Penguin to return to the outdoors now that she was flying and sleeping in the frangipani tree. 
But Penguin had other plans. She literally would like be flying in the sky and then just when you least expect it, she'd just come land straight through the window and, and walk into the kitchen like, okay, I'm here. Like, yeah, what's for dinner? What have you guys been doing kind of thing? <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Every morning at the back door, she'd make this call. It was almost like a bark. Mm. She was almost like a dog. Yeah. And so that meant she wanted to come inside. So Cam would have to get up, let her in, and then she'd come down, walk down the hallway and like... Yeah, get into bed with one of the kids or with Cam and I. She was so cute. She'd, no, give, she'd just fall asleep. And she loved, yeah, she loved being cuddled. And so she would, she would like nuzzle kind of into your neck. Yeah, she was very affectionate. She would spend so much time with me. Even like if I was cooking or whatever, she was always with me. Yeah, she was good value. Looking after Penguin, yeah, made me feel a lot better. Just realized that I could, you know, I wasn't as useless as I thought I was. Sam and Penguin were inseparable. Penguin was a good listener and never said anything careless. She treated Sam without pity. After physical therapy in the backyard, Sam and Penguin would lay down together alone, talking like sisters. With Penguin's help and birdish bravado, the normally shy Sam would now speak up when she needed something. And of course, word eventually got around that the Blooms had a baby magpie at home. When I first came home from hospital, you know, people would come up to see me. It was almost like, it was like they came up and they just pity you, you know, and it's kind of like, I didn't want that. And so when um, we did find Penguin and people obviously knew about Penguin, they'd come up to see her and not me, which I really loved. You know, so the focus shifted from me to her, which I was so grateful for. The other thing Sam and Cam loved was seeing Penguin bond with their sons. The thing about Penguin that was unique uh, to a magpie is that from an early age um, she developed this really strange call and uh, don't ask me to do it but penguin's voice was different from a normal magpie she she kind of sang in this high pitch uh, sort of like a, almost like a sad call like this <laughs> there you go I did it um, but so when the boys would come home from school she would let out this call and then they'd all come inside and the boys um, would often sing to her and she would mimic the boys and sing back to them. Reuben used to annoy her quite a lot. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, and so consequently, like, she would kind of bark at him a bit. Like, if Reuben was coming near Penguin, she'd make this, like, this kind of, yeah, it was like, don't just, come don't near come me. Don't come near me, don't touch <laughs> me. I, I know you, you're yeah. really annoying, <laughs> big brother. And whereas Noah, Noah was more affectionate and, he'd, you know, he'd cuddle her a lot. And As Penguin got older, she started spending more and more time away from the blooms. She started flying off for a few days at a time and sometimes for a whole week. Teenagers, am I right? Like any good parents, the blooms would worry about her. They'd seen her get attacked by their magpies before. But Penguin had an uncanny ability to come back home for special moments. Like Christmas Day, she flew away. Like literally on the morning of Christmas, she flew away. And then she was gone for like weeks and we were, you know, sort of thinking, oh, well, maybe, you know, this is it. She's gone now. And it turned into like six weeks. It was Ruben's 13th birthday. And yeah, so she'd been gone for six weeks. And I I said to Rubes on his birthday, imagine if Penguin came back today. You know, it's like, yeah, ha, ha, ha. 
And um, so we went to my mum's for lunch and Cam got a phone call from a lady saying, I think Penguin's inside my house. So Cam left and he went and picked up Penguin. When, when the boys saw her and when they came home, they thought that I just put this random magpie in the kitchen. Her feathers well, had yeah, all her changed. Her had changed. So she'd gone from like this, like a juvenile magpie. And when they turn into adults, they go black. And so when, when he looked through the window and Penguin saw Reuben, she let out her beautiful call. So they all knew it was Penguin. And he was jumping up and down. You know, it was. He goes, oh my God, it's my birthday, Peng. It's so funny. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, all, it was incredible that she came back on his birthday. Yeah. Just seeing that interaction with the kids uh, and this wild bird was, uh, was really beautiful to capture. It was so good for the boys, you know? Like, she just brought laughter. Like, she was so quirky. Yeah. She was funny and cute and, yeah, got rid of the dark cloud from our house, which I brought home. Mm. Yeah, I always say that she came at the perfect time. You know, it was, I was at my lowest and, yeah, and she just, yeah, came into our lives and, yeah, changed it. Sam's recovery continues. Stay with us. Once Penguin helped Sam lift that dark cloud, Sam started dreaming again. She took up kayaking, which was hard at first because her accident left her with no core strength. But Penguin would lift weights with Sam. Literally, there's a picture of Sam doing a bench press and Penguin is there on her back with a small metal rod, mimicking Sam, working out with her. With Penguin's support, Sam ended up getting really good at kayaking. Like, professional good. Apart from like Penguin, you know, giving Sam a purpose, the kayaking, it was like, yeah, I can do this and I can get better and what? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It took me a while to get the hang of it. But yeah, it was good. Um, went in a few races and then I got onto the Australian team. It was so nice to actually have a goal and a reason to get up out of bed every morning and go training. And she had awesome arms. <laughs> had. <laughs> <laughs> Two years had passed since the accident. Penguin was spending more time away from home now, and Sam was building her strength back up. In fact, Sam was kayaking so well that her awesome arms paddled her all the way to a world championship. I went over to Italy for the world championships for kayaking, and I left about three weeks before Cam and the boys came over to see me. You know, we were all getting ready to leave, um, packing our bags, and then my friend just called me from down the road and said, oh, Cam, Penguin's down here. And it was like 9 o'clock at night and they were having a party and she was bouncing around on everyone's shoulders. And um, I went down to get her and then they go, oh, man, you just missed her. She just flew off. The next morning, um, you know, the boys and I went to Italy to see Sam. And, um, that yeah, that was the night that she, she flew. The night before they flew to Italy. So... Um, it was really cool, you know, that Sam had reached a good yeah. point in her life. Yeah, I was in a way better headspace, you know, because I had a purpose. Yeah. Do you think that, like, maybe Penguin also felt that she could leave? 
that you were in a good space? Yeah, maybe. I would say, yeah, she came at the perfect time and left at the perfect time. It is weird that we've both had a fall, we both fell, and both were injured and needed looking after. <laughs> so yeah, and then we both kind of got stronger. I guess as the time went on, we both got stronger and, you know, obviously she learned to fly and, and became independent and I became a little bit more independent and so yeah, we were. Same, same, but different. <laughs> I guess actually looking after Penguin, like, it sort of gave us something to do together. It bonded the family, definitely. Yeah. The boys can look back on this period in their lives with both, you know, sadness and happiness too. It's a bit of a balance, in a way. Yeah. So maybe one day she'll come back. It's been a while that now, though. It's been like five years. Because people say that um, magpies recognise your face. Well, they do. That, like, yeah. Maybe we need to put up a sign on, like, our chimney, Penguin Stop Here, like the Santa one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or just start leaving more snacks out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, Cam, and their three kids still live near the beach in Sydney. Right now, they're rehabilitating a beautiful rainbow lorikeet named Tenzin. Sam moved on from kayaking and instead became a two-time world champion surfer. And the Blooms have a movie coming out soon about their life with Penguin. It's called Penguin Bloom, starring Naomi Watts, no big deal, and it premieres on Netflix this January. Today's episode was produced by Nick Farrago and Nora Kanidis Boydell. Story editing by Evan Roberts. Our sound mixer is John Ross. And a special thanks to Noah Bloom for composing the track of music you're hearing. I'm Alexis Preston. I'm Renee Colvert. Thanks for listening to An Animal Saved My Life. Join us next week for another incredible animal story.